Um, I think one of the biggest uh, challenges in South Africa, if we look at Africa as a continent, we actually have the highest prevalence of asthma in Africa. And also, if you look comparatively to the prevalence of asthma in children, one in five children around the age of 13 to 14 years old would have symptoms of, of asthma in South Africa. And looking across the world, South Africa's prevalence of asthma is actually around the high, you know, some of the highest prevalences in the world. So we have this issue of a high prevalence of asthma in our population. There's a lot of factors that are probably related to this high prevalence. You know, uh, it's, it's a combination of factors. One of them is genetics. We know that if you're asthmatic, you usually have a family history of asthma. One of them may be related to urbanization. We know from very early studies that were done in the Eastern Cape now in the 80s that children that were from a more rural environment had a very low prevalence of asthma compared to those that were in Cape Town, which is uh, the coastal population in the Eastern Cape compared to children who then migrated to, over to Cape Town. So there's also this rural-urban gradient that we talk about in asthma, that people who move into more urban environments are at higher risk. Uh, we've all, always thought that because of more hygienic practices in the population where children are less exposed to viruses, bacteria, the immune system then uh, is really tends to, uh, to, to have a more allergic type of, uh, of response. And that's one of the other uh, uh, things that we think is also a cause, a causal relation of, of people who have us having more asthma in, 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 our, in our context. So it's a combination of factors and other things like pollution, etc., also contributing factors to, to the asthma prevalence. Now, what makes so, it even, even more harder to manage the condition in children? Well, one of the biggest challenges, I think, in the pediatric population is the tools that we use to diagnose asthma is what we call lung function tests. And to do a lung function test, you need somebody who is able to cooperate, who can actually do the maneuvers because we ask the person to do some special maneuvers while they're breathing. So in very young children, it's actually very difficult for us to make a diagnosis. We rely very heavily on the history that the parents provide us. Uh, and, and uh, maybe doing some testing to see if a child is allergic for us to say, okay, maybe this child is likely to have asthma. But also I think one of the biggest factors in us having issues with uh, diagnosis of asthma in children is that there's a lot of underdiagnosis, that people present their children to healthcare professionals, but healthcare professionals don't talk, think about asthma as a possible reason why the child is presenting with symptoms of cough, wheezing, uh, breathlessness, because we know that young children especially have lots and lots of viral infections. If, if any mum knows, they know that when the winter starts, there's sniffles, there's cough, but um, uh, children, because of their susceptibility, lots of healthcare professionals don't make the link between the many symptoms that the child has and, and the diagnosis of asthma. So underdiagnosis is a huge component in this context. Now, let's talk about misconceptions around asthma and how yes. dangerous these misconceptions can be uh, in providing treatment and, uh, you know, care to asthma sufferers. You've just touched on, uh, you know, issues surrounding, uh, you know, the, the early detection of asthma in children and, and how some, uh, you know, uh, doctors may, may not be able to uh, point out or will not even think about it at the time. That's correct. So, 
Um, a lot of people think, you know, lots of children that we see as pediatricians would have these symptomatology uh, and we would make a diagnosis of asthma. And one of the in- misconceptions is that asthma only happens in children. We know that asthma happens in young children. It can present, you can start having asthma as an adult, as an elderly individual. So asthma can present at any time across the life course. We know that. Mm-hmm. And I think lots of people think that if you didn't have asthma as a child, you can't have asthma today. That's not true. And there's a lot of uh, other misconceptions that people have also around the issue of treatment of asthma. Um, We know that the majority, about two-thirds of people who have asthma, would have relatively easily controlled asthma, which we call mild asthma. So people usually believe that if you need a lot of medicine, a lot of inhaled steroids, that's a medicine that we give to control the inflammation in the airway, that if you don't need a lot of medicine, that you're not asthmatic. That is also not true. And we've now, um, with a global initiative of asthma, which is a huge, um, it's an international guidance group, have actually looked at a lot of studies in the population in people that we call mild asthmatics. These are people who have relatively mild symptoms. They may have the cough and wheeze once in a while. They may need to use their reliever medication. But for the most majority of the time, the person would feel relatively well. But these are the groups of individuals that unfortunately, because they don't use their uh, medication on a regular basis, especially the inhaled steroids, they're the ones that then go on to present in emergency rooms because they have asthma attacks. And these are the ones that are at risk of actually dying from asthma. So it's important that people, um, even with mild symptoms, they should be able to access what we call the inhaled steroid due to the anti-inflammatory medication that they can use when they're feeling symptomatic because these are the highest risk group for having very severe attacks. So that's very important. People think that you need lots of, you know, the, the person that's sick often, that needs a lot of medication, that is the one that has the, the, severe, the asthma. But even those milder um, a group of patients really need to access that, that treatment. Now, very quickly, Prof, we have run out of time. Asthma and uh, people who, young people or adults who do sports, people yes. who are athletic, some yes. are able to play sports or, or compete and others are not able to. How does that yeah. work? Well, we know that um, if, you, if, you have, um, if you have asthma, the misconception is that you should not play sport. That's not true. We have people who are Olympic athletes who are asthmatics. So if you have asthma and you are symptomatic when you exercise, you need to tell that to your healthcare provider because we have tools and medications in our toolbox that we can offer to the patient that may help them to be able to perform exercises without any symptoms. So there's ways for us to assist the patient and there's specific medications we can prescribe that would help that uh, particular individual to be able to perform at their peak. So asthmatics should be able to exercise. They should exercise. We recommend that. We will just have to adjust the medication to suit that individual's needs.